Hello, Nikki. How are you? Good. Thank you. How are you? Very good. So here's the story. This week's been a crazy busy week for me and I have been all over the place having had a vaccine and having had um, a little bit of home learning going on and a husband who's been working on a really big presentation. So it's all been a bit nuts. So hilariously, Nikki and I had this booked in and I completely forgot that I was interviewing her for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So you know that we are doing this completely on the fly. You know Mm. that I am a uh, sometimes slightly overwhelmed mother, just like everybody else running my business. And so Nikki, I know very little, actually, I've come into this pretty much blind, which I (laughs) I really like doing this because then I learn and I approach this with the beginner's mind. And that's, I think, the best way to do it anyway. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And tell me a little bit, who are you? Where are you? What are are you? (laughs) What am I? Um, (laughs) So I, um, my name is Nikki and I'm a mother of uh, two young boys. Uh, I am based down in Jervis Bay, which is uh, two and a half hours south of Sydney, Australia. And um, what am I? I am a personal trainer and a health coach and what really lights me up is helping mums to see beyond overwhelm uh, and being um, so busy that they're not able to progress forward with their own health goals. Uh, So I really try to work with mums to provide them with different strategies towards working towards their health or fitness or whatever goal they may have that's going to give them more energy and really light them up. Um, yeah, uh, and breaking down those barriers that sometimes we might see when it comes to doing exercise or um, progressing forward on your health, like meal planning, reducing stress, getting better quality sleep, all of those things that um, us as mums struggle with. Mm, so I so understand now why we're having this conversation <laughs> and I love this. So they are all really key touch points in the training that I do with women as well, Mm. though I'm not as specialised as you. So I I love speaking to specialists and you clearly are that. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came to be doing this? Why is this what lights you up? I came to doing this um, from my own experiences as a mum. So how Mummy Fit Time came about initially was I had just had my second son and I was struggling to get to exercise sessions. Um, kids were sick. I was sick. I was tired. All of the all of the reasons why. So I became an online personal trainer, and that was uh, where I provided exercise programs for uh, mums to be able to do at home. And I focused on the accountability side of things, where I was supporting them, keeping them accountable throughout their exercise journey. And along the way, over the last three years, uh, Mummy Fit Time has really evolved now because I started delving into the other sides of what makes up health, what makes up, um, it's not just exercise for me. For me, a great all-rounder health is I focus on what's called four pillars of health. So that is um, the exercise nutrition side of things. And I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't do meal plans, but what I'd love to dive into is the nutrition psychology, what's driving us towards those food choices. How can we prepare ourselves so that we can uh, make better nutritional choices instead of going to processed foods all the time. Another um, 
pillar of that is stress reduction. How can we reduce the impact of stress on our body? And that also comes from um, my children are now, um, how old are my children? Five and seven years old. And I've just recently um, moved through having adrenal fatigue and that has come about as a result of stress and then sleep quality as well, because I know that as mums, it's a huge struggle with children to get um, quantity of sleep. Kids are waking up through the evening, but quality sleep. So what can we be doing to promote the um, quality sleep of the sleep time that we are able to, to have? That's kind of my journey in a nutshell. <laughs> well, tell me personally what happened. Can you share that? Can you share your story? You said that you yeah. came, you came into it out of personal experience. What does that mean for you? What what yeah. happened? Um, so uh, after I had my um, second son, I feel um, even though it was never formally diagnosed, I feel that I did have a form of PND, so postnatal depression. Um, I was tired irritable. It almost felt like my personality changed. And a huge thing has always been in my life, exercise. So not being able to get out and do that regular exercise. um, And I also have my partner, he travels quite a lot for work. So I wasn't able to get out and do that a lot. So that's kind of where my journey started around um, developing mummy fit time for me personally. But then I mentioned before the adrenal fatigue that I've recently gone through. So the adrenal fatigue for me has come as a a result of um, a huge amount of stress going on in my life. And for those of you that have never heard of adrenal fatigue before, basically um, adrenal fatigue is fatigue of the adrenal system. So your adrenal system um, is basically, um, you've got two stress hormones, you've got cortisol and adrenaline, uh, and they're the stress hormones that your body uh, produces. So uh, the adrenal fatigue is, um, I guess, overdevelopment or a, a huge amount of adrenaline and cortisol that is running through my body. And my body was not able to cope with the amount of stress that I was putting on my body. And when I'm talking stress, I'm not talking about um, uh, one particular stressful instance. It was a, an accumulation of stress over time. So it was stress upon stress upon stress upon stress. So it might have been a little bit of work stress here and then it might have been the kids fighting, then kids starting school and um, balancing a business as well as doing all the other things that happen with mum life. And that sort of built up over time to the point where I was uh, struggling to get through my day. I was so exhausted that I was, um, I guess, struggling to get to the end of the day. I was experiencing that 3 p.m. slump. I was putting on weight as well. Um, and being a personal trainer, I'm like, well, why am I putting on weight here? I'm doing all the things. And that was a huge component as well was the stress. So basically my hormones were really out of balance as a result of that. And because of that experience, that's what's made me really dive in and go, okay, I know I'm a personal trainer, but health is not all about exercise. Let's explore what else is going on. Let's explore what we can do to move through whatever's going on in your life because everyone's life is different. We're all on the same journey, but our life is all different. 
I'm curious about how did you know the difference? First of all, how did you find out about adrenal fatigue? How did that mm. become the words that you now use? And, yeah. and second of all, how do you differentiate? So you're talking about an undiagnosed postnatal depression. Mm. And I'm curious because sometimes I feel like that, exactly what you described, is the same as what Dr. Oscar Serilach calls postnatal depletion. Okay. So... It's very interesting. Do you know about his book? It's a fantastic no. book. Oh, it's it's called The Postnatal Depletion Cure. He's a mm. um, Northern Rivers-based doctor in New South Wales. Amazing. Okay. Look it up. Very interesting for the work that you do. And his book is available on the Soul Mama Hub bookshelf. Okay. Um, I, I'll put all of the great books that I find on there. So I'll send you a link for that after. Wonderful. But, That'd be great. Um, that's That might be really interesting for what you're talking about. Yeah. As distinct from depression, um, which is you know, a spectrum of experience involving a, what we talk about as a chemical imbalance in the brain. Mm. Sometimes there's both. Sometimes there's one or the other. It's very hard to know. Mm. But I think you might resonate. What you described sounds a bit like postnatal depletion to me, mm. which can go on for up to 10 years after birth and is very, yeah. very, um, yeah, I've written about it on my blog as well. So it, That's really interesting because when I did see my GP about it, yeah. Um, uh, I, I didn't quite meet the, I guess, the markers for right. formal That's diagnosis. Classic. Classic. Yeah, so her suggestion was that I went to um, one of those sleep um, centres for when you've got the young children oh. and helping them to sleep so that I could... <laughs> get a bit of extra sleep too. Well, fair enough, I've done that too, but that's yeah. not the point. And I think yeah. sadly GPs are woefully miseducated on this. They're, mm. they're really undereducated in this area. Mm. And I, it's World Breastfeeding Week this week. And yeah. even medical professionals that I worked with when I had my first and second child gave me some advice that now I would not see as the best advice, having worked with yeah. um, La Leche League, which is a worldwide group of volunteers all over the world that are pro-breastfeeding and that give you very unconditional and non-judgmental advice mm. um, and support more than advice to get through challenges that present during breastfeeding, which is early in motherhood. And I know mm. that not being able to breastfeed or not being able to breastfeed in an optimal way can yep. also cause a huge amount of depletion mm. and low feelings and oh, even if not purely chemical depression. Yeah. So it's a really, it's a, such a gray area. There's such a spectrum for so many of those things. And I feel for you because I know that you go to the GP and the GP doesn't really have the goods and then it's yeah. kind of on your own and unsupported. And I think one of the reasons probably for you as well, but certainly one of the reasons for me mm. that I do what I do is I want women to feel supported when they're at yes. their most vulnerable. Yes. And that's that's often just post-childbirth. Yes. So it's a really big thing and we're under so much pressure, like you say, we don't have the things we normally do to make mm. us feel better. We don't necessarily have the support we need and we don't necessarily have the wisdom or advice in our medical professionals. Some for sure, I'm not going to poo-poo medical professionals, but yes. but some just don't have the goods. You know, they're general yeah. practitioners. They're not specialists. And mm. access to specialists is woefully poor in this country. It is. It is. So yes. I would say if you're in that position yourself and you're listening to this, please seek out the La Leche League. Please seek out mothers' groups run by La Leche League, even online, worldwide, mm. that give amazing support of other mothers who, who may be in that position. And also if you can connect with women who've been through this, like you or I, mm. that are able to give you at least some direction. So, you know, maybe look here, maybe look there and can yeah. listen to you unconditionally. And um, it's really powerful, you know, to have that sort of unconditional support around oh, you absolutely. when you feel so vulnerable. But yeah. the other thing I was curious about is um, adrenal fatigue. So mm. 
Um, where did you get that knowledge and understanding from? How did you manage to identify that? Yeah, so I am a massive fan of Dr. Libby Weaver. Have you heard of Dr. Libby? No, I will have no. a look at her. Fantastic. She is a... I'm hoping I get her title right. She's a nutritional biochemist, I think. Oh, fantastic. Um, and she covers, she's got quite a number of books out. She's the author of um, Rushing Women's Syndrome. Um, oh, cool. And um, The Invisible Overwhelm, I think, is the name of her other book. She's got quite a few books out. Um, but I'm a huge fan of her and I just lap up all the information that she has and one of the things that she talks about in uh the oh it, not invisible overwhelm her book's called the invisible load and that's where I first came across um adrenal fatigue because she dived right into it and explained what adrenal fatigue is how it can come about um and that particular book was more around the mental load that women carry um and I find probably more so Oh, I, I'm sort of generalizing here. I was going to say more so mothers, but I, you know, I guess all people carry some form of mental load. Um, yeah, but, uh, that, that's where I first came across adrenal fatigue. And then I dived down a little bit deeper, did a little bit more research around it. In fact, I've got a, um, a blog on my website where I've talked about adrenal fatigue as well. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I discovered it. Then I saw a naturopath um, and she was able to provide me with some more tools. So even though um, I had learnt uh, and I now share with the women I coach information around the adrenal fatigue and way to move through it, she also gave me the um, uh, supplemental um, supplements, I guess, to, to support my body through the um, uh, basically to get my adrenals uh, my adrenal out. glands Absolutely. back to functioning properly. And you, ne- you do need support to do that. I know mm. I've had members of my family experience adrenal fatigue. It's full on and yeah. Um, yeah. very, very difficult to balance on your own without any sort of supplementation or herbal uh, yeah. or acupuncture or some sort of natural remedy. Well, I'm, I'm a natural remedy person. Yeah. There, yeah. there may be a medical answer. I don't know. We've only ever used natural, but but um, yeah, there's definitely, and and there's a place there for, in my experience, mindfulness, yoga, you know, some mm. calming um, autonomic nervous system type balancing regenerative work, you know, whether it be yeah. yoga, and meditation, that's something mindfulness. That yeah. I've had to do with my exercise. Um, yeah. So I was a long distance runner, but long distance running puts, places a lot of stress on your body. Sure does. So I had to really scale back and bring in the yoga and the Pilates and the more gentle exercise practices to be able to support my adrenals while they um, started functioning as um, at their normal capacity so while mm, I it's a little bit like recovery. if you experience trauma your body floods with cortisol yeah and then you have this level of cortisol in your body that causes all kinds of issues and it's kind mm. of this invisible thing that takes you out you yeah know? and adrenal fatigue is similar in that way you have this system that's just on overdrive all the time that never stops yeah and um it's constantly taking you out but you may not be aware mm. so you just become exhausted reactive you know unable to balance your emotions yeah. well-being general and it's and it takes a real toll on the body as well so the things that previously you may have been able to do now don't necessarily help yeah because it's like your body's just pumping out this sort of fight or flight stuff you know all absolutely the time. so you become so reactive 
one of the the things that popped out to me, um, uh, and it still does, I cannot cope now with uh, having caffeine because caffeine yes. stimulates the adrenaline, right. um, the adrenals. The and, opposite um, of what you need. It, yeah, it did. Uh, and it really heightened. We were caught up in the uh, bushfires that took place two mm. years ago on the south wow. coast. We were caught up in that and then COVID hit like three months later. And during that time, um, whenever I had coffee or even it got to a point where wherever I had a can of Coke or a large amount of chocolate, I would start getting anxiety because of the adrenaline that would flood my body. So my body was just super sensitive to any um, stress, uh, any adrenaline or excess cortisol. Yeah, that's right. And it's amazing really, isn't it? Because there's these systems, like a lot of things, our body works in a particular way for a particular reason. Mm. But if it has to do that too much, if things get out of whack, it can be very um, destabilizing. And our body Mm. seems to be quite responsive to that. And so we have this response, a natural life-saving survival instinct, yep. which is if we're in danger, we have this, you know, system which is in there to help us through danger. But unfortunately yep. it can just turn on and almost the switch gets stuck on. Yeah. And then we always responding to everything as if we're in danger. Yep. And that can be very difficult. And PTSD has some elements, similar elements to that actually. So mm. there is an element I would say of a, of a trauma and a PTSD response that cross over with adrenal fatigue because it's yeah. a similar thing. Mm. And um, very, yeah, it's a very powerful experience, isn't it? You don't forget it and you don't, and it sticks with you. It doesn't ever yeah. go away, right? Like yeah. you say, there's certain things that will trigger it and you'll be much more easily triggered. Yes. And so you, yeah. but it sounds like you're learning in a remarkable way about how your body works and how it to respond been. to that, you know? Yeah, and as as a result, I've been able to then share my experiences with other women. Um, And I think that that is hugely important is um, I'm very fortunate that I've got, um, I'm in a position where I've got a voice to be able to and platforms to be able to share these experiences and let women know that, you know, you're not actually going crazy. You're not, you don't have to be exhausted all the time. You don't need to be feeling this way. There could be other things going on within your body, like physical things in your body that you might not even be aware of. Absolutely. And I think that's so beautiful. I was thinking about that this morning, actually. I was sharing something as well yesterday and I thought, God, I'm so lucky. I've got this ability, not only ability and training to be able to Mm. speak and tell a story, but also platforms I've built up over the years to be able to connect with as many people as possible. And it's growing all the time. And I'm so grateful for that because it means we get to do the work that we love, which is to share this stuff and help other women and help other mothers particularly. And, um, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I feel incredibly grateful for that too. And and it always feels amazing when I get to, somebody comes back to me and says, oh, this really helped me. It's just the best mm. feeling in the world, isn't it? And It is, yes. Really yeah, lights you up. Very fortunate, I know. And, that, and just that sense of, I think, that sharing information between us is so crucial. Mm. It sometimes gets a bit lost in our busy lives and we don't always have the chance to do that just on the street or in our communities the way yeah. we used to. So now doing it in online communities is like a response to that, but we need yeah. each other. Yeah. And I was just doing it. I was just creating a um, piece of content for my academy, for my membership. Yeah. And this, I was writing about this in it, just saying, gosh, we've just need it so much. We've, we're hardwired to need this kind of connection and this kind of sharing of information. Mm. You know, it's yeah. crucial. It is. It really is. Yes. 
So tell me, um, if you had one piece of information for the people listening to this podcast, if you had to give them one really key takeaway about what you do and how they can get kind of through their own sense of overwhelm or debilitating tiredness or Mm -hmm. what's the key takeaway? Um, Oh, that's a... A really hard, good isn't question. it, to distill? Yeah, yeah, yeah just to pull out one because there are so many pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay, so um, I guess one one key takeaway in terms of um, what it is that I do is I, I quite often use this quote of every step I take takes me one step closer to my goal. So I think the key takeaway that summarizes what I do and doesn't matter where you are on your path towards achieving your health and fitness goal or achieving your ideal healthy self, um, it doesn't matter where you are on that path, but as long as you're continuing to take progress, as long as you're continuing to take small steps. And by small steps, I'm not saying that I'm expecting you to go out and do a 60 minute exercise session each day. If right now you can get five minutes of extra movement in your day, that's better than no movement at all. So you're taking small steps there. If you're experiencing adrenal fatigue or um, complete overwhelm, one step at a time. And if that means that all you can focus on that week is taking some deep breaths into your belly, some deep diaphragmatic breaths, great. That's better than you not doing that at all. We've always got the breath, don't we? I'm a martial artist, so breath is big for me. And the way I say exactly the same thing, I talk about it a lot. And I also talk about it with ethical living because people think, you know, I've got to be a zero waste vegan, you know, to do anything. That's not true. And you start from where you're at. Start from where you're at. So wherever mm. you are, it's a it's about direction. Yeah. Which direction are you heading? And it's going to be circular. It's going to be. You're not always going to be moving forward. Don't beat yourself up if you go backwards. That's what we do. Yes. We go forward, absolutely. then we go back a bit, then we go forward, then we go back a bit. But yeah. if your overall macro vision direction is positive and in the right direction for you, amazing. That's yes. the best. That's the best you can do. No worries, and be kind to ourselves and gentle with ourselves about that as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, I love all this. I think, is there anything else you particularly wanted to share today? I think we've we've covered off so much. Um, we, we've talked in a completely different direction um, than what I usually discuss. So it's been That's fantastic. Good. Yeah, it's been really fantastic to dive in and share this information um, as well. So, no, I don't really have anything else um to, to add today, um, my, I think, I think my, my departing message would be around the, the small steps and mm. yeah, just keep coming back to that. So yeah. every time you're feeling overwhelmed, every time you're feeling utterly exhausted, every time you're feeling like you just cannot get yourself in a good groove, take a step back and go, well, what is one thing that I can do right now to progress me towards my ideal healthy self. And it might and be have a glass of water. Exactly. You just read my mind. You yeah. took those words right out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. And it could be that. It could be yeah. have a glass of water. It could be right. reach for an apple. It could be um, 
I don't know, do t- t- 10 squats. Or in my case, grab the little tiny bit that's left in the glass that's on the table and drink that. That's what I tend to do. I'm cleaning up and I go, oh, wait, I haven't had any water. I'll just finish that off before I clean it. And like that, honestly, it's just, you know, taking the scraps and sometimes that's all you're going to be able to do. But if you're mindful enough, you might be able to kind of be a bit of an alchemist and, and, you know, turn what you've got into gold. But it's it's not an easy process. And um, I would say if there is something deeper and more difficult going on, please do reach out to either of us and and let us recommend a place for you to start getting the help Mm. you need because it's more common than you know. It's not normalised nearly enough in my experience. Um, The amount of people is 50% of births are traumatic. You know, we don't address Mm. that very well, particularly in Australia. And I think in France you get six free appointments with a physio after birth. Like we just (sighs) don't have systems like that. So Here in Australia it's hard to get into a women's health physio. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and even the early health nurses, bless your souls, I love you, but also some of you are woefully unprepared and uneducated in evidence-based care. And it's really sad some of the things that people hear close following birth and, and yeah. you know, get pointed in the wrong direction, including me. So so I would say if your gut's telling you something's not right, seek out the help that you can with people yeah. that you trust. If you trust us, please come to us. We will point you in the right direction. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll definitely um, publish all these details in a, uh, a blog post about what we've talked about as well and make sure that people can get in touch with you, Nikki. And it's been really lovely to have you with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed sharing my experiences. Thank you. This is hilarious. Oh, here we go. Here's the recording. Okay, bye, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 